passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We are going to go to the tiers, the mock, the final one. Bengals underscore Sands, Mike Santagata. Go ahead and tell us your tier group for Thursday night and Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to go pick here. My prediction is still Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, there is just Lapham saying it. You know, all these guys are saying every, every insider it seems to be saying it's Forbes. And the only reason it won't be Forbes is if he's not there. So I don't know if Forbes is taken before they pick just because I feel like a lot of teams are going to have issue with the size. It is kind of a divisive thing. Maybe some teams like it appears the Bengals and others are fine with it, but I could also just see it knocking him down a little bit just because it's a, it's a big question mark. Um, I think he's a good player. I think it would be a good pick. It's probably going to be near BPA. Maybe not for me, but I could easily see why it is. Uh, I also think just a few other guys, the two Clemson guys, Miles Murphy and Brian Brissy, I think they are both definitely in the running, especially if Murphy falls. He just fits Bengals edge rusher to a T. Brissy, he fits a lot of what they like as well. Uh, I got to just throw Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid on there as well, even though I think they're gone. If they are there, I think they'll consider it. And then I listed Jameer Gibbs as an honorable mention because I think he is the everybody we like is gone. Let's just let's go get the playmaker. Um, Keely Ringo got mentioned by Dan Horde, I believe, on the same show with Lapham. So that's why I would also throw him into that mix as well. But I think those are the seven names that I think the Bengals are looking at for the pick 28. Yeah. And I, I think any of those names, it, it wouldn't come as a surprise for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, when talking about the defensive line and it was brought up to Duke and he's like, Oh, I, I didn't realize it's been 20 plus years since we've gone uh, defensive line when it comes to, to the first round pick. And I think if that best player is available, they'll, they'll go that route because the way it feels right now, as we get closer the top guys who we're hearing on their board or position group, they're going to be gone. So maybe they do go that route. They go defensive line, or maybe they decide, you know what? Jameer Gibbs is the guy. He's going to be the one we take at 28. We need another running back. He's going to complement this offense. And I still feel like that. I just, I, I don't get the criticism. You can tell me if I'm wrong. 
in the whole argument of the position group. It's like, oh, you you can't overvalue the running back. I hear, obviously, don't pay the running back. I'm totally fine with that. Um, if you don't, you, you let them play out the rookie deal and you're like, okay, that was enough for that one. We're going to move on to the next one. But overall, I feel like it would be a good decision if they do go Gibbs and they say, you know what, he's not going to be there later and we don't like the second round running backs right now. It's probably because you think you can create the Kamara Ingram type backfield or uh, Spiller Jackson. Just, you know, we've got our bruiser, our big between the tackles runner. And let's just let's just throw this guy in there. Pollard Zeke, another one. But it's a tested formula that works. So when you think about guys that compliment Mixon, nobody would probably compliment him more than Jimmy Gibbs. And uh, I think if he's there, they'll think about that quite a bit. But um, yeah, I think the idea is just you want to value your premium positions a little bit more than you value the running back position. I, to me that I'm not bought in fully. What I think is just, it's how I would break guys in the same tier is I'm not going to draft Jameer Gibbs ahead of this guy. If I have him in the same tier, because the position this guy plays is more valuable. If I think they're both going to be plus starters, maybe even pro bowl potential, then why wouldn't I take the defensive end rather than the running back? So that, that is where I think I am on it, but they're, the movement is strong. A lot of people think you can just always draft a seventh round running back and live off of that. Yeah. Oh man. The Kansas city chiefs, they've been used as a rule, like a comparison it's ruined discourse. It's like the running back room, what they did in the secondary, you need, you know, you need to hit on all your, your picks in the draft because look what the Kansas city chiefs just did and credit to them in their front office. But at the same time, it, it doesn't work out like that always. And you can't just bank on getting a running back in the sixth, seventh, or even the fifth round and say, you know what, he's going to be great for this offense. I'm so glad they avoided getting the running back early in this draft. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like the Gibbs hype is, is definitely there and it wouldn't be a surprise if they decide if they want to stay at 28 or maybe they have a discussion with the saints i don't know if they're talking to the kansas city chiefs and they're on that level uh and the kansas city chiefs is trying to get the cincinnati Bengals uh, another pick or anything like that but uh you know maybe maybe they move down uh we'll see what happens i don't awesome think move. do you think they'll move up no yeah just history tells us they don't yeah. And they're far enough down. Like, who are you moving up for? Like, I think I saw a mock that had Bijan fall at 25 and they moved up to get him. And man, I just, I don't really see it. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that'd be fine, but you can't move up to like 20 because it costs you basically your second round pick. Even if a guy you love is falling that far, Darnell Wright falls that far and you're just, man, we would love to have him. But we need to hit on multiple draft picks. We can't just get this guy. So we need to just keep moving down the board. Um, yeah. I think trade down is a possibility. It's just, everybody says this is such a weak class. Who's trading up and for what? Uh, that is where, that's what I get stuck on with that. I'm going to stay with Gibbs. But, I'm going to stay with Gibbs. I'm okay, going to bring up okay. this scenario. What do you think of, this is probably going to be terrifying for Bengals fans. They're like, no, 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 we, we, you don't want Jameer Gibbs at 28, but the Kansas City Chiefs say, we do. Oh, my God. I mean, fine. <laughs> if, if you're not as high on Gibbs or you think you've got, they're what, pick 31. So if you have 
you know they're taking gives then 29 and 30 there you have three more guys in the same bucket do it that just if you think that whoever you know it's gibbs murphy Brissy, and but i i don't know uh could be ringo this sounds terrible for Bengals i know know they don't like ringo uh they don't like Brissy. (laughs) so but if you have all those guys and then you know like well, shoot. I mean, we got four guys in this bucket. So, yeah, we'll move down. We'll select whoever falls. Um, and Bengals fans may not love that. Let's move round two yes. real quick. Sorry, Bengals fans. But, I mean, real quick, because we talked to Greg about in the first segment. Uh, I predicted Sam Laporta there. And one of the main reasons is he w- could have come out his junior year, but he went back his senior season just so he could be named a captain. If Anything screams Bengals draft target. It is that statement right there. So I think Sam Laporta, if he falls that far, only I think a 48% chance according to ESPN of him being available at pick 60. I think, I think they are, they are running to the podium with it. Is he, he was the senior bowl guy, right? A senior bowl. I'm not hundred percent sure. I was about to say, if he had a good senior bowl, that's another thing for them. <laughs> senior bowl captain. Yep. Forgot, yep. They love the senior bowl too. Uh, but yeah, that's why I think actually that Luke Musgrave could be in the running is because I think he did have a strong senior bowl. Uh, Laporta captain. Those are both in the running for pick 60. I think Tucker Kraft is in there too. South Dakota state guy. Where are you? I've got a few other guys, Isaiah Foskey, Tulitua Pelotu, Keanu Benton. Where are you, though, on the most interesting guy, I think, at 60, if he's there, is Dewan Jones. 100%. Sign me up. But I know. I, I'm there, but at the same time, right? Like He, I don't think he has not there. smashed the draft process. You don't think they're there no. at 60? Go back and listen. I've thought that, too. I've thought the exact same thing. It's just I think they could pass on Dewan Jones at 60. Yeah. And – if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said, no, they, you know, they're happy about it. I think that he is just, for whatever reason, like he's, he went to the senior bowl one day and then left yep. and didn't tell anybody. He didn't work out at Ohio State's pro day. It, it just seems like there's a lot of red flags coming up. He didn't work out fully at the combine. He ran the 40 and that was about it. So all of those red flags and you could see them go elsewhere with that pick even if he's there i i think the the i hate this bring up i hate this part about prospects and draft when you bring up like work ethic or or things i i hate that i hate that conversation because it's like well you know we don't know everything uh but mm-hmm. i think the weight is something that could be a concern for the cincinnati Bengals. oh yeah i've heard that too they did that uh, a few years ago with tyler shelvin it didn't work out Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Anyway, we'll move on quickly. <laughs> uh, I did also mention Zach Charbonnet there, but I do. I am falling more out of that pick, even though I th- I really thought that was the pick like a few weeks ago. But a different running back round three, I think they go Roshan Johnson. I, I think they're going to love that guy. It's just we've talked about him a bit already. It's just he sixty two percent chance of being available according to ESPN. I think he complements Mixon really well. I think coaches will like him a lot more than Twitter fans, etc. He just does everything right. I think they're going to love that. So I, I like that in round three. Some other guys just to think about. Zach Harrison, local Ohio State guy, uh, more of an idea than a fully realized product. Isaiah McGuire, I think, is actually the opposite. He's kind of fully realized, and he's going to be a fine edge defender, I think starting edge defender, but but I don't know what the potential is. Gervon Dexter was a five-star recruit for Florida, didn't live up to it, but he wasn't bad either. He was still pretty good. Uh, My guy, Jonathan Mingo, this is the earliest I have a receiver, even though I could see it happen earlier. I think this is the earliest likely. I think they're looking three through five is my guess for where they want a receiver. Tajay Spears, another guy that could complement Mixon well. And then just, they could still go corner here. They could go corner in round two. If they don't get Forbes or whoever else in round one, they could go corner round two. They could go corner round three. I think they're looking at early corner. I think they're looking at about a round three running back and, I think they're look. I think, well, you disagree. I think they're looking two, three, four tight end as well, but I do know you disagree on that and we will see who's right because this draft is very unpredictable. Drafts in general, very unpredictable when you're picking at 28 and then beyond that, it's terrible. You, you know, it's hard to figure that out, but yeah, I think Roshan Johnson, he's my favorite for what they do in round three and for a running back in general right now. Yeah. I, I feel like you're hitting first, second and third, We are going to wrap up because we're going a little bit longer on our two days before NFL draft. This will be released on Wednesday morning, so it'll be a day before. How are you feeling about the fourth round? Uh, It's hard, and I actually ended up reaching a tiny bit for what I think fans think, and I went Andrea Iosivas. God, I hope I said that right. Why does he from Princeton? Uh, They met with him over two days, and they met with him virtually. I think there's some high interest in him. 61% chance of being available at pick 131, which I think if you ask the general person who he is, they probably wouldn't know. But if they did even know, they're probably thinking, because this is what I thought going in, fifth round. But if he's only about a 60% chance of being available in the fourth round, I think that's where you have to take him. And he mentioned on a podcast that his agent told him round three to round four. It kind of makes sense. He's he's the He looks the part. He's six foot plus, 200 pounds plus, and he's very athletic. I, I don't think he ended up being the most athletic, and I think that's why sometimes you see the same names over and over again, like uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, but he ended up being very, very athletic. And, and look, they're not afraid of the small school fourth-round pick. Cordell Volson last year, Princeton this year, who knows, maybe. Uh, but that is that's what I think in round four. But like you said, low on time, was your quick thought on Yosivas? I agree. I actually saw the the video interview with I want to say it was Ross, okay, Ross yeah. Tucker's uh, podcast. Ross Tucker. Really, really good uh, little NFL broadcaster, and it really felt like when he said he met with the Bengals for two days. The other ones were pretty quick visits, one day visits with with other teams, local visits. Yeah, yep. and it just feels like I agree with you. Uh, it, it could be one of those mid round for mid round wide receivers. It, it 
feels right. It's from like past history. You look at the third, fourth, or maybe even the fifth round for them uh, because you do have to think about replacements more than likely for Tyler Boyd. And hey, if you can add another playmaker in in his rookie year, get another guy out there, kick returner, punt returner um, on this offense or special teams going into next season, uh, you got to do it. So it feels like wide receiver for them. But now, I, I like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if wide receiver was in the second round. If a guy happened to fall and they were like, happen. we have a high grade on him, he's not going to be available when we pick in the third round. We've got to take him now. Uh, but but when you look at the back half of the draft, will this team draft a punter? Man, I hope so. I think so. If they don't, the thing is they only have seven picks. If they trade down, I'd feel more confident saying, yes, they're drafting a punter. Just like when they took McPherson, it was after a trade down in the second round and to pick up an extra pick. Um, my guy's Michael Turk. If you follow me on Twitter, you know this. <laughs> but um, he's just, I know he's 25, but he he hit an 80 plus yard punt this i think it was this year or last year he averages over four seconds of hang time his 2021 was insane i think it was like he was by far the best yards net yards per attempt and hang time look if i'm gonna draft a punter why wouldn't i draft the guy that could intimidate people walking off of the bus this is a guy that did 25 reps of 225 at the combine ran a 48340 6 foot 234 what punters have these dimensions he is a buff punter like that is so cool <laughs> look he might punt a ball and make the stop within 10 yards and i'd love to see that i have three words for you a well yeah it don't make sense afc championship game Go ahead, get yeah. your punter. You need a punter. It's a that is that's if you were looking at a need right now, that is a need for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's extremely important to get that. And I and I know there's only seven picks in this draft, so maybe they decide, you know what, as soon as the draft's over, we're going to be on the phone, we're going to get a guy who didn't go drafted. Uh, but for me personally, I I think it's going to be a seventh round for them. But also, if they feel like he's not going to be there in the seventh round, I wouldn't be surprised at six. Could it? I don't think it'll happen in five, but it could happen in six. When you're talking about this, I mean, their six-round pick, whenever you bucket these things, however you want to do it, their first-round pick is outside the top 20. Their second-round pick is outside the top 50. Third-round pick is inside the top 100, and the fourth-round pick is inside the top 150. But then fifth-round pick outside the top 150, inside the top 200. Sixth-round pick outside the top 200. If you're going to think about just not – rounds so much as you know there's been 200 guys that have gone by the time you're picking a sixth round uh I, it easily makes sense your sixth round pick is essentially a seventh round pick and your seventh round pick is basically your favorite udfa i love it i love it to be determined we're gonna find out soon i can't wait we're actually gonna have a pod on thursday night it'll be a quick reaction to who the Bengals select at 28 if they stay at 28 but i know you've been busy on all Bengals. what's up there right now what we just talked about, Great. the predictive mock draft. If you want it in writing and, <laughs> and uh, over and over again, go there. <laughs> uh, we didn't hit the fifth and sixth round pick, so those are the surprise. <laughs> the very right. exciting nose yeah, tackle center surprise. Make sure you go click uh, all Bengals. You can follow them, Bengals underscore sand. Plenty of content breakdown videos of these prospects before you get to draft night. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. 